New Orleans, you're doing well? Doing all right, doing all right. I'm going to have water here in case I dehydrate. Finish it out. Let's see. All right, here we go. There's a lot of things that pastor tells you all, and sometimes you don't want to hear it, but there's an old thing in the church that I came out of, they used to say, well, it's the truth anyhow. Just this morning, I talked to two individuals. One had a member pass away a couple of days ago. One this morning. And you've heard me tell you many times, one telephone call can shake your world. And so this is why we come to church to learn and to grow because we don't want to be an unprepared person in a prepared place. That's right. And some things that we blame on God, some things are dealing, some things are life. And life can get to you and it, it can shake you. Okay? Uh, I woke up this morning and I told Gwen, I'm fatigued a little bit. Well, the problem with it is when you're on chemo, you dehydrate. That's right. And when you dehydrate, you get tired and fatigued. Well, you heard what the young lady said, just trust God. And uh, if I get fatigued, he's got a ram in the bush. That's right. All right? That's right. We're talking about the 16 deadly deeds. I don't know what number this one is, but this one is disbelief. Disbelief. And, you know, we started out, remember, there's, there's, you don't want to, overestimate or underestimate Satan or yourself. That's right. And what, four things we need to know. We need to know. He needs to know his own weakness. You need to know your own weakness. He or she needs to know their own weakness. He or she needs to know their own strength. Now here's very important. He or she needs to know the weakness of the enemy. That's right. He she needs to know the strength of his enemy. You see, it's very simple. If you know the strength, the weakness of your enemies, the weakness of your enemy is knowing the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and you can plead the blood of Jesus Christ. That's where your strength is. The weakness, okay, that's his, Satan's weakness, is your strength. That's right. Do you understand that? We've had a tough year of people in Christ Temple North. You know, we've, we've had, it's been a tough year for some of the people that you don't know that's been through stuff in here. We're talking 20-year-old, 22-year-old, 31-year-old, and a 20-year-old, 60, 60-year-old. 60 this is what we've dealt with this year. These people have dealt with having to bury those people this year. And we're a small church, but these folks had to go through that. But each one of them went through that. And I'm looking around, and they're all here this morning because they weren't an unprepared person in a prepared place. That's right. This is where you go. Some of you work out, okay? Uh, when you go to the gym, you go to get your muscle up. When you come to church to get, this is the spiritual gym to get spiritual muscle. That's right. All right? Because sometimes you're going to get knocked down, but you can bounce back. How many Chief fans in here? Amen. Okay. Right. Well, I'm going to give you some information somebody probably never knew. The Chiefs are not going to win their division. They're going to be uh, the wild card probably. All right. Ask me why am I saying that? Didn't I just tell you all about bouncing back? 
That's right. The second time they won the Super Bowl, they were the wild card. That's right. That's right. You see? Yes. You see? So this is this is what this is what you have to do with your life sometimes. That's right. Sometimes you have to bounce back. Yes. You see, you can go through a season of pain and a season of darkness, but you have to bounce back. You see? It's, and I want you all to understand that very clear. Some of you are going through some difficult times. And, you know, I've got calls of people sick on the live screen this morning. They're not feeling very well at all, almost hospitalized, you see. But you can bounce back, yes. all right? Because you do have a wild card. It's called Jesus. That's right. The power of the blood right. of Jesus, right? All right? So we're talking about disbelief. Disbelief can really cause you a lot of danger. Disbelief, you go ahead with it. Disbelief is what? Not believing that something is true or real. Now, for some of you all that are listening to me there, see, there's two sides to that. When we preach it, we always talk about one thing. Disbelief can, I remember when, uh, when I grew up, they had a stove, there's a stove in the middle of the room. And a cold stove, wood stove and all that. Yeah. And uh, that they would tell you, you can see it sometimes around the side of your head. And the parents would tell you, okay, now don't touch that stove. You know, in you know, them days, that's all they would do was tell you, don't touch that stove. But if, some, if you had disbelief, you would what? Touch, touch that stove, stove and, you, and it would burn you. And in them days, you would cry and they'd put some Vaseline on you and tell you, I told you not to touch that stove. Yeah, you understand what I'm talking about? Because you touched the stove because you had what? Disbelief, right? And so we, we need to understand some things. Disbelief can be when you don't believe, you all just heard a song about the power of God. You heard the, the evangelist, that's what she was doing, evangelizing, up here talking about, you see, that God has the power to do things and change things, I'm prephrasing, in your life. That's right. Well, if you believe that, it's going to work in your life. If you have disbelief, it won't work on your life. Do you understand? You see, so a lot of times, we, it's the problem ain't God, it's us. That's right. I can tell you this. There are some people that's listening but not hearing. You see? And it's going to be a tough year for them because, you know, they are into their little feelings. But then there's some people that are listening. Whatever comes up, they're going to be able to make a stand. Do you understand what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, uh, we need to uh, find out what the problem is for the ones that don't listen to me, okay? I'm like, who's the young man that went to Washington from the Chiefs offensive coordinator? Eric Bieniemy. I'm like Eric Bieniemy up here. Everybody's talking about what the problem with the chief is. He the problem with the chief. He's up there in, 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 in D.C. Got the same players. You see, but if sometimes just because you're a coach, that doesn't mean that you can what? Lead men. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so to some of y'all, I'm in D.C. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you see, but, but you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. So here we go. I don't want to be that. I want you, <laughs> and I'm using that as a parable. Think about it. Not believing in something that is true and real. That's disbelief. That's right. 
Keep going. Lack of faith, unbelief. Lack of, lack of what? Lack of faith. Lack of faith. That ain't on God. That's on us. Where's your faith at? You see? It's also unbelief. Unbelief. Doubtfulness. And that will kill you. Unbelief and doubtfulness is terrible. Okay? Uncertainty. You see, a person that's uncertain doesn't know where they're at. Or right? distrust. And distrust. You see, every word, the Bible says heaven and hell, heaven and hell shall pass away, but my word will stand. Yes, sir. There are people that's going to fail because they distrust in that word. That's right. You got to trust it. And, and it's very hard to trust it when you're going through something. It's hard to trust it when you're going through something. But that's when you need it most of all. All right? Disbelief is also refusing to believe in God and his word. Now, just listen here. Refusing to believe in God and his word. And a lot of people, wait a minute. A lot of folks, I'm going to go old school again. You remember when your parents used to say, you're going to find out fat meat's greasy? Some of your folks know what I'm talking about. Well, see, some people don't trust in God's word. And they eat the fat meat. It's distrust. God's word is what it is. You see, we're going through, we're going to go through a thing with prayer, a couple of us, or a few of us, and there's a way to pray. And there are people probably saying, God's not answering my prayer, but are you praying according to his word? You see? Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you trust in his word? You see? Well, if you trust in his word and you got a mountain of problems going on right now, in your life, you got situation and circumstance going on in your life that's you, it's overwhelming you. If you trust in his word, he said, if you had the faith of a mustard seed, you could tell those problems to move and it'd be gone. That's, that's right. the book. That's right. That's the book. That's the power you have with faith. But now if you have lacking in faith, all right, then you're going to be climbing mountains for all your life. Right. You remember your pastor told us we Christians that have faith are not mountain climbers. We're mountain movers. That's right. Because our faith, we, we trust in the word of God. Come on, Holy Ghost. We trust in the word of God. And Jesus says, if we ask the Father anything in his name, the Father will do it. So if I have a mountain of stuff going on in my life, I'm going to go what Jesus says. I'm going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I got a mountain of issues going on in my life. And he told me, if I'd asked you to move it, you would move it. Oh, you believe that? That can be mentally, physically, emotionally, or financially. That's right. So, so if it's still there, it's on you, not him. And you got to do it just like he said. It's like the Lord's Prayer there. If prayer didn't matter, he wouldn't have told us how to pray. That's right. Are you all with me? That's right. You see, sometimes people praying to the Lord. I think they still call people in, in other countries, Lord so-and-so, Lord so-and-so. Right. Right? He, Jesus didn't say pray to the Lord. There ain't no place in the scripture where he said pray to the Lord said, pray to your heavenly father, which is in heaven, in whose name? He said, in his name. All right? So if you, so that means he's, he, he's not going, the father's not going to bless you unless you go by the instructions that his son gave you. That's right. Does that make sense? That's right. You see, don't get upset at me because I'm, I'm not the one that said that, right? And, it, and, and so sometimes I've got on people in here that have prayed to everybody. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because if you want to get it right, you got to do it right. Yes, do you understand me? So you have a weapon. The weapon is the power of authority to use the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's right. 
That's right. Everybody ought to read the book of Acts. The book of Acts will tell you how to go. When they were healing people, I'm talking about the disciples, whose name was they using? You see? And then the remember time, there's a, there's a time in there, uh, these men were uh, praying uh, to the demons. Yeah, they were praying to these demons. Right. And uh, the demons could, you know, Satan's smart. That's right. There's two things he is. He's intelligent and he ain't lazy. That's right. And these men were praying and uh, to these demons, and these demons says, we know who Jesus is. Who are you? And we know who you are. Who are you? And the, the Bible says that those demons beat them up and sent them away running naked. It's in That's the book right. of Acts. That's that. right. So they didn't do it the right way. They weren't in the right spirit. Now I want you to listen to me. You have to be in the right spirit and the right frame of mind to get prayers answered. That's right. Look, listen to me. You have the power in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He said it, but you got to back it up in faith. That's right. And say, and back it up in faith. So Satan is smart. He, he, he wants to get you into disbelief. That's right. Amen. You, you understand what I'm saying? And there's people in here now, some of you going through some stuff, you see? Some going to go through some stuff. Some are not going to make it. It ain't going to be a new year for them. It's going to be another year for them because they're going to be disobedient. So nothing's going to change in their life. Are you with me? That's right. And lastly, disbelief produces disobedience. And disbelief is what? It's going to produce disobedience. You see, there are people, I'm telling you, don't get upset at me. Remember now, if you get mad at me, only those, the devil and those with the devil in them will be mad at me. That's right. Right? Only the devil and those got the devil in them will be upset. Some folks, okay, are going to live in disobedience because they're living in their flesh. Living in your flesh means you got pride. Some people got pride. Got too much pride going on. You see, because there are some things that you got to do to prepare yourself to be able to go to the master. You remember the scripture says, if you got a problem with somebody and you got an offering, that's what the Bible says. Jesus says that. He says, you lay your offering down, go get it right with the person and then come back here that's right. and get it right. That's right. You got to do that. So if you got some problems with some folks, you need to get those issues solved. Yes, get those issues solved. People, listen to me. Being unforgiving, being unforgiving, you'll never get your prayers answered. That's right. Amen. Yeah. You have to forgive. It's in the Lord's prayer. Forgive those who trespass as we forgive those who trespass against us, right? And so that's maybe why your, your prayers are not answered. And it's silly to hold on to something that you can't change. That's right. Every one of us in here, most likely, every one of us in here can go past in our life and find out that there are some things maybe our parents didn't do or didn't support us like they should or, or walk left with And a lot of us men in here, you all are like me. I never saw a picture of my father. I don't know who he, who he is. Just the name, right? Why would I hold that against him and, and cause it to hurt my prayers now? That's right. You see, when you forgive a person, you're not letting them go free. You're letting yourself go free. Are you with me? And so this is what you see, but do you believe, but you have to believe that. Well, it's pretty simple. When God forgave us of all our sins before we came to him. That's right. He just asked us to do the same thing for others that he done for us. And that's pretty easy. Are y'all with me? That's right. Now let's see what the Bible says about disbelief. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 13, beginning with verse 54. 
This is from the Passion. It said, when Jesus arrived in his hometown of Nazareth. Now remember that, Nazareth, his hometown of Nazareth. First of all, let me help you with the zip code. There's another scripture in there where they found out Jesus came from Nazareth. They said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Mm, that's right. Because, you know, Nazareth wasn't a big, it was, like a, it was like the hood. That's right. That's right. You know, Nazareth wasn't a big place. You know, you, Nazareth was a place that you didn't go ahead and tell everybody, you see. You see, well, you know, I was born there, but I grew up. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, right? so he was from Nazareth, right? His hometown was Nazareth. He began teaching the people in the synagogue. Here we go. Everyone was dazed, overwhelmed with astonishment over the depth of revelation they were hearing. I mean, when you, what's called a spiritual revelation, they were dazed and astonished about what they were hearing. Man, this guy is really, really wise. You would think they'd be excited about that, okay? Really excited about that. I would hope that when you come here that you get spiritual revelation. A spiritual revelation is when the Holy Spirit is revealing to you what you need to do in your life. We're doing it in our, our Bible study. We're doing the thing. I got people looking up scriptures that will help them to know an area they need to clean up some stuff. You see, you all hear it, because this, this place here is very sports-orientated. We talk about sports quite a bit in there, right? That's right. You've all heard uh, the coach of the Chiefs. What's his name? Andy Reid say, what we need to do is clean up some stuff. That's right. So that's the, what we need to do is clean up some stuff. And so what we need to do as Christians sometimes, uh, uh, open up the word, and the word will reveal to us some areas that we need to clean up some stuff. Okay? If you're bold enough to do it, since I'm on a roll here, uh, you, you, you know, husbands and wives, okay? You want to have a better year? Do you know why some won't have a better year? Because men are too weak. Because if they, if they would sit down and ask their wives, what do we need to clean up to make our relationship better, our home better, our family better, and she tells them, then they get an attitude. That's true. You see? And so they're very silent and they'll say, well, we okay. You know, let me tell you something. When a woman says, we okay, you ain't okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just a fact. Right. Yeah, when she said that, then you know there's a problem somewhere. That's right. You want a better life, you want a better life, okay? Then you have to be able not have to get them feelings off your sleeve and don't get an attitude and don't want to talk and don't want to be told, well, I need to go for a ride. No, you need to go for more than a ride, you see, because it takes a whole lot of man to be, you can be, some, y'all love me? There, there are men, and then there are, what's our book? Kingdom men. There are kingdom men. Ready for the next one? Grown-up boys. Mm. We don't want to be that in here. Right. You see? So we got to know this stuff. Right. We got to listen to where, what the, what the, don't you all believe in God? Don't you believe that he will teach you what you need to know? Well, he's doing it this morning. See, see if you'll love me, the messenger, after you hear the rest of this message. Right. Some already got attitude. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, that's called weakness. Because you don't want me to get started. All right? You see, there's one thing that uh, I cannot handle is a jelly leg, weak man. That's, right. that's not afraid of, the, that's a man that's afraid of the truth. That's right. 
the truth hurts. And anybody in here, because some of y'all looking at me, anybody in here, male or female, anybody here that thinks that something ain't wrong with them, you lost your mind. That's right. You see, and anybody in here, come on, married couples, anybody that you don't think that you got, you got the perfect marriage, who you listening to? Yourself. Right. Right? But so that's what we're going to do. I'll make that clear. If, now don't, if you can't handle it, don't ask. But if, if you want to have a better marriage, a better relationship with husbands, wives, and children, then ask God, what do you need to clean up? That's right. And then, when, and then ask, ask the, the, the lady of the house, and then don't get no attitude. Don't walk around your lips all poked out. That's a grown-up boy. A man can take it on his shoulders. That's right. Because a real man, a kingdom man, wants everything to be better, and he'll take, and, and, well, he'll take responsibility. You see, we don't need no Adams up in here. That's right. Say that. She gave it to me. That's right. Didn't he say that? He said. That woman you gave me gave it to me. That's right. He blamed it first of all on who? God. The woman you gave it, she gave it to me. We don't, we don't, no, 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 no. We don't want that. You see? You all know that the Bible says, the preacher done it this morning, that Adam was not deceived. Look it up. So if Adam was not deceived, then who's the problem? Adam was the problem. He was standing right there. He should have stepped in there. And said, no, 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 we ain't doing this. Satan, get out of here. That's right. You see? You understand what I'm talking about? That's right. So if you want a new year instead of just another year, don't be afraid to ask what needs to be cleaned up in your life. Amen. That's good, huh? You see? Amen. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Because if she, she calls you a grown-up boy, don't get mad. Don't y'all do that. <laughs> Pastor can do that. Don't y'all do that. Go ahead. The Bible goes on to say that as they were astonished and astounded, they said to one another, where did this man get such great wisdom and miraculous powers? So they must have recognized that he had what? Great wisdom and miraculous powers. They did acknowledge that. Keep reading. Isn't he just the craftsman's son? And, and King James says he's the carpenter's son. All right. Isn't his mother named Mary and his four brothers, Jacob, Joseph, Simon, and Judah? Mm -hmm. And don't his sisters all live here in Nazareth? Yeah, so look at that zip code. Look where all they came from. Ain't they just that? Well, where'd he get that from? Why'd he go out and get a doctor's degree? And he's from Raytown. Yes, sir. I just use Raytown because I, you know, certain things happen over there. Right. He's from the inner city. You see, because some people have a status. They think where you come from, that's who you are. Right. And that's a lie. Who I am can change the place I came from. All right? And they ask another question. From where then did he get all this revelation and power? Oh, yeah, well, where did he get all this revelation and power? Because we don't know. How could it come from over there? Where did he get it? Here we go. And the people became offended and began to turn against what? him. They got offended. They just got through talking about how great and all this wisdom and all this power. Now they're offended. Now they're offended. Jesus well, we said, love Pastor Fields. We don't love him today because he told me, he said we've got grown-up boys in the church. He told us that we need to check in our marriage. I think everything's all right. You know why you think everything's all right? Say why, Pastor. Because you're a coward to find out the truth. Get me back to where I'm at. Pastor Fields is great when he's talking about cancer and diabetes, and I, but now he's putting it into my personal life. That's right. 
Jesus said, there's only one place a prophet isn't honored, his own hometown. And isn't that sad? Sometimes you're not honored in your own hometown because of the people that knew you. Do you all know something? Because somebody probably don't think so. There are people who know you don't want you to change. That's right. They don't want you to change your life. You want to hear something? There are some good couples in here with some good marriages, right? Don't you notice the people around you are upset because your marriage is good and theirs is not? That's right. Do y'all know y'all have some enemies? That's right. Okay, you know that, okay, right. You see, and Satan uses people, yes he does, right, to try to put you down. That's what he works at. You understand where I'm coming from? But Pastor Fields is trying to give you a different message. Who are you going to listen to? You going to get upset at him? You going to be mad at him? You see? Okay, what, what verse is that? 58, we'll Thank see you. what happens. And it says, And their unbelief kept him from doing many mighty miracles in Nazareth. That's why some folks don't get miracles. Because of their unbelief or disbelief. Their attitude calls Jesus not to do miracles in their lives. That's right. Because of their spirit of disbelief. Ask yourself, ask yourself, why is all this stuff going on in my life? You the problem, he's not the problem. Because if you're doing it right, he promised you that the mountain would move if you had the faith. So your disbelief, you see, they told you not to touch the stove. You touched it anyhow, and it burnt you. There are things in this book that you heard. Don't do that. God knows me. He knows my heart. And you touched the stove, and it burnt you because of your disbelief. Do you understand where I'm coming from? As they say in the streets, are you feeling me? Come on. You see, we want miracles. Let's do it this way. Some of us want miracles going into the new year. It's going to be determined by our belief and our faith. That's right. Some ain't going to make it. That's right. Because they're going to hear the word. They're going to come to church. They may be in Bible but the spirit of disbelief is going to cause Jesus not to work the miracle. That's the book. That ain't me. That's right. Do you understand? You got to trust him. Do you trust him? All right. And I don't know which one this is. Mark chapter 9, verse 18 through 27. And the disciples' unbelief. Let me do this and you'll, you'll laugh. The, 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 these young men, a man brought, is this the one? A man brought his son to the, to the disciples. And then they, they running around talking about Jesus and the power that they had. They're all excited, right? There's 12 of them. You see, he said, well, two or three gather in my name. I'm in the midst. That's pretty simple, right? But the 12 of them, surely they're going to work miracles. So the man brought his son to them. And when he brought it, because his son was having all kinds of fits and all this kind of stuff going on, and he'd done the right thing, you know. He said, I've been hearing about y'all. Here's my son. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you heal him? Mm -hmm. 
And of course, you know, they the deacons in the church and the ministers in the church and the, what else, all the mother folks in the church, the bishops and all those people that got all these titles. Here you go. Remember that years ago, wasn't there something called Lemonade? Get together and show me something. It was a game we play. I remember playing that. That'd be over like 70 years ago. So don't y'all frown. You ain't even born. <laughs> you see? You see? But they want to see it. You can't walk around here talking about God and somebody, they looking at your life and you're supposed to have all this power. They want to see it. What happened? It didn't work for them. That's right. It did not work for them. They couldn't get it done. And then here comes Jesus. And he was upset. He was upset with them first. That's right. First of all, you got the power. And then he took the little boy and he healed him. He healed the little boy. Right. But he was upset with them because he gave them the same power. Do you understand what I'm saying? Where are you at in your life? Would you call me? That was their calling. Why isn't it working like it should be working? There's got to be a reason behind it. That's right. If there's a reason why things work, then there's a reason why things don't work. That's right. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Are you learning something this morning? You can't go into it and listen to me. Some's going to get offended. To some of you all say, don't say Happy New Year, just say another year. Because if you're living the same way, and this year ain't, you're going to go into the next year the same way you're living this year. Do you understand? You, say, you understand? No, but we're going in different because we're going in trusting God's word. That's right. That's right. We're going to trust God's word. And we're going in with more faith than we had last year because we have seen in this church, we have seen people who have buried folks from husbands to daughters, yes, to sons here this year, and they're still standing. That's right. Because of faith. It hurts, but they're still standing because of faith. That's right. You think that ends there? You see? Sometimes the same God that's motivating them to be able to make a stand is the same God will motivate you to make a stand if you believe. You see? We cry over here. We grieve over here. We just don't fall apart. That's right. You see? Because of our faith. You see? Are you with me? Skip down to 23. Okay. Okay. And he said, Jesus said unto them, if thou canst believe, all things are possible if to you, him that believeth. All things are possible to him that believeth. Yeah. Thank you. Let me tell you something. I was so tired a few minutes ago. That's what happened. Man, I feel like I can run. Let me do it this way. DJ, I feel like I can 25 carries. Let's do it. All right? That's right, baby. That's right. Yeah. Got the power back. All it takes... It's trust him. You got to trust him. They're not lying. Chemo makes you tired. All right? It fatigues you. You see, and it dries you out. Me and my brother Roderick was talking about that just a few minutes ago. What we're going through, yes, that happens. But there's a power greater in us because he that is in me right. is greater than he that is in the world. Right. That's what you have to look at. You see? So we don't, we, we want to have a greater and better life. Let me tell you, ask me what seed you got in you. A greater seed. That's right. 
How many of you believe in the book? Amen. Greater is he that is in you. That's right. That is in he that is in the world. So that means you're greater than Satan. Right? You're greater than your circumstance. You're greater than your situation. So what's wrong with you? Lack of faith is disbelief. That's right. It is disbelief. But not us. We believe, right? So if we believe, whatever comes upon us, we got the power to get through what we have to get through. That's right. And come out victorious. Didn't say it wouldn't hurt, but we're going to come out victorious. That's right. This is what this whole message is about. Yeah. Satan wants you to have the spirit of disbelief. That's right. The Bible says, try the spirits by the spirit. Disbelief is a spirit. And we, so when we go through something, we're going to try, no, well, that spirit ain't coming into me. That's right. Let me tell you, before the day is over, somebody's going to have to deal with this. And what you're going to do is loose here, Satan. I'm not going to entertain the spirit of disbelief. You got to get the hell out of here. That's right. That's, that's right. right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's where it belongs. It's in the book. And don't be around pastors who said hell. The Bible says hell. All right. <laughs> yeah, you see what I'm right. talking about? You see? Because we, we, we're fighters over here. That's what we do. We're fighters over here. We, you know, we're not survivors. Somebody, now, here's what I, now, stay with me. I'm talking about me. Some people want to say, uh, uh, you're a cancer survivor? No, a cancer overcomer. That's right. They're two different people. Right. You see? We're overcomers over here. Isn't that right? We're not trying to, what does that mean, surviving? No, we don't do that. We overcome. I like that. We strive over here. Is that right? right? So we're going into a better year than this. 2024, we, we expecting some big things. You see? I mean, there are some greater things. Let me pick on somebody right here. Logan is getting retired last Friday, right? That's right. Congratulations. You're going to testify to this. What you have in mind is going to change, and you're going to get something better than you thought you was getting ready to do. He'll, he'll do that. That's called prophecy. He'll, he'll, he'll do that. We've had people in here that, I mean, I mean these young folks retired. Yeah? Karen retired this year, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. This is what we're about over here. That's right. We, no, no. You know, you know what retirement means? You get to do what you want to do unless God's got a new plan. That's right. Are you all with me? You'll testify. That you'll be up here standing and say, Pastor was right. And I'll say, you think? <laughs> go ahead. All right, so here's, here we go, all right? So church, let's not be like verse 24 that says, And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. And that ought to be some folks' prayers. Yeah. Say, Lord, I believe. I just need some help. Help my unbelief. Lord, I, I believe, but this is something I don't, I don't this, is, this is a little bit much for me. Send the Holy Spirit to help my unbelief. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You see, I love John the Baptist. He said, I must decrease so he can increase. That's right. Sometimes you need to pray. My disbelief needs to, you see, decrease. I mean, decrease, I mean, but I need what? I need to increase my belief. That's right. Pastor has to do it. You all think that I'm up all the time? 
I'm telling my speech, that ain't happening. Sometimes I get to thinking about that song, Yesterday, when all my troubles are so far away. <laughs> oh, I believe in yesterday. I would sing it, but I don't make eyes jealous. So here's the thing. <laughs> you see, you see what I'm saying? But yeah, but I have to, hey, Holy Spirit, increase my faith. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right? Go ahead. How far do you want to go? I'll just read another one until I get my hand. Oh, let's just go right. Y'all got that? I don't, I've got my thing up here, and we got something else we want to do. Let's, let's go to Genesis, because mm -hmm. I want to do this. Now, here, let me tell you. Adam and Eve, you know, when God tells you something, he means it. All right, here we go. This is Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17 from the NIV. And the Lord, God commanded the man, you're free to eat from any tree in the garden. Who did he tell? The man. Okay. Not, not a grown-up boy. So he commanded the man. He commanded the man because he figured if he was really a man, he'd be in charge. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, and some people don't get that. The worst thing that ever happened to us when we became knowledge, drugs, sex, and alcohol. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And how many of us died? And we had to get, because we found out evil, what was good and evil. We found out it. Thank God that he had to come back again through Jesus Christ to get us alive. That's right. Because we died. All right? And then in chapter 3, beginning with verse 2, the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Yeah, yeah. She said, we can eat the trees of the garden. All right. You know where Adam's at? He's standing right beside her. He didn't have no job. He didn't have no job. He didn't have no kids. That's right. Just him and her. Hanging out. All right, here we go. He said, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. So he's going to give them instructions. Do not touch the stove. You'll get burned. Very, very simple. Man, let me tell you, they were in a paradise. I mean, you got everything out in this garden you can eat of but the one thing. So I so should be pretty simple. I'm, I'm chilling. I can do, I got everything I need out in this garden. And oh, man, God is so good, and he just asked me not to do the one thing. Okay. And then the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. Wow. Ask some, somebody in here that's in recovery. And they'll tell you once they're in recovery and they're working in recovery, you know, there's 12 steps. And they're going through the 12 steps and they've been uh, going a long time without drinking, drugging, or whatever it is. Satan will tell them, oh, you over it now and you can have a drink. Right, right, come on. Yes. They get what I'm talking about. He always tries to narrow it down, you can do it one time, you see? You see, and some people are ignorant, like me, when I was young at 17, 18. I got two sons. You understand what I'm saying? Because she ain't gonna get pregnant once. You thought that had been enough. Well, surely she ain't gonna get pregnant the second time, you see? You understand what I'm saying? Yes, 
who was talking to me. My flesh was talking to me. See? Somebody knows what I'm talking about in here. You understand? Let's just keep it real. Say, keep it real, Pastor. And then be, and then say, you kept it real, Pastor. Pastor, you've kept it real. We're not going into the next year. No, we're going to live a life the way we're supposed to live with it, and Christ has given us the instructions. Follow the instructions. You know what I call this? Some people call it the Bible. I call it the commentary of life. Right. You will never fail using this. All right, here we go. And let's keep it plain like it says in verse 4 of the voice. Die? No, you'll not die. That's how he talks. You, can do, you can do this one time. One time will never hurt you. You passed all that now. <laughs> God is playing games with you. Oh, yeah. The truth is that God knows the day you eat the fruit from that tree you will awaken something powerful. For real. <laughs> something more powerful than you can handle. It's called an addiction. You're getting ready to wake up something that you can't shut down. You know, sometimes I like to get in the pulpit because I was around all these churches, folks jumping up and down and shouting and rolling. And stuff. No, 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 no. I need somebody to tell me how to live. So now, you know, I got saved, but now, now, now what? That's Teach right. me how to live. Right. I need to know that Satan is still alive and doing well and is still trying to get. One thing about him, I tell y'all, three people usually won't give up on you, okay? Yeah, mama, God, and Satan. That's right, that's right. You see, he still wants some of you. That's right. There's some of you doing good in here, you see, and he wants to destroy you. That's right. Wants to bring divisions in your home. He wants to bring abuse in your home. He wants to bring domestic violence in your home. That's who's behind all this. He wants to bring poverty in because you can't handle your money and your finance. You understand what I'm saying? That's his job. He ain't quitting. That's right. All right. He lied to him and said that you will become like him, possessing knowledge of both good and evil. Yes, the more you know good and evil, See, I figured out in my life I needed to take one of them O's out of good and just know God. That's it. Then I ain't got to deal with good and evil. That's right. I just want to know him. I want to be directed by him. That's right. In all my ways, I want to be directed by the Holy Spirit. Okay? I'm about to get done, all right? That's what I'm talking about. All right. In 6, it said, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Yes, and, and I like that one when it, when it says for good and, and and it was pleasant, and to, the pleasant to the eye. How many of us got in trouble with something that was pleasant to the eye? Amen. Come on here. Amen. Yeah. She looks so, man, she fine. Yeah. He is so, man, he a hunk. And that was all. A hunk. You see what yeah, We've done that. It looked pleasant to the eye. Many of us, all of us have got in trouble looking at something, something looked good Teach. until we found out too late that it wasn't as good as it looked. That's right. Say amen. Am amen. I the only one in here that's ever lived in sin? <laughs> you see? You understand? Okay, I won't do that. He went on to say, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. I like it. And a tree to be desired to make one wise. I'd like to get to know you. 
Yeah, because that's desired. I'd like to get to know more about you. You know, have you ever done that? Some of y'all smoked a joint. I want to get to know how it feels. You ever drank? Or get to know how it feels and become an alcoholic or addiction? The ones that are saying amen, no. Now I'm going to hit the rest of you. Don't say, don't raise your hand because folks get to meddling. He or she that you divorce now. Look good. Look good. Abusive. Backbinder. Underminer. It's life. Okay. We're not done, are we? And we know the rest of the story. Here we go. They did eat. Then she gave to her husband. What? And he ate. Read that again. That ain't right. <laughs> she took of the fruit and did eat and gave also unto her husband. So she with took her. of the fruit and she did eat and she gave it to a grown up boy who was not a divine husband, who was not a God man, and he ate. Instead of being there when Satan was talking to her, saying, Loose his Satan, get away from my wife, get out of this garden because I have the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and authority to use his name and you're not going to touch my wife, you're not going to touch my children, and you're not allowed to come into my home. That's what we can say today. That's right. Amen, Marvin. Right. Isn't that right? Come on. That's right. Yes. Give God a hand clap. Yes. 